reformatted, purposeful podcast with awful alliteration. I'm your host, Nikita, and with me is my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? It's going good. It's going good. Um, I've been learning how to make YouTube videos uh, over the last week or two, uh, which it's it's a trip. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a lot of work, especially when you're getting into it and you have all these ideas. But I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is polish. Polish is is like it's the most tedious part and it affects like maybe 20% of your video, but it's also what makes us like what a lot of people look for. You know what I mean? Like little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always the like trouble I find when making videos is it's just, is the content worth like making the video look good enough for? Cause I think mm-hmm. most of the time, like, truly amazing editing is just invisible like you're not supposed to notice it it's supposed to be like the vehicle for the ideas that you're trying to translate but i don't know i i still end up you know trying to fluff it up as nice as i can because i mean you know that's my job at the end of the day uh videos on what on uh on runeterra perhaps no no they're they're rocket league related currently okay fair Uh, enough yeah i'll there's i have an idea in the pipeline now and when I make the first video from that idea, even though it is Rocket League, it's like it's gonna be very narrative and not really Rocket League, if that makes sense. So what when I get that first episode out, I'll send you a link. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh the other thing I'm looking forward to it is this I mean, I think since last episode we've got this huge news. Uh Legends of Runeterra launching on the thirtieth. I don't think we talked about I don't think we had this info last time. I don't actually remember. It has been uh two weeks, but I'm pretty sure this is new news. Is that? Oh, yeah, this is 100% new news. Okay. And th- I'm excited because that means I'll finally be able to get the phone mobile version, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just some details for everyone. I'm sure you already know, but no content wipe, uh, cross platform play, uh, beta season will end, a new rank season will begin. And we're getting a brand new set of 120 new cards, including a new region. Honestly, I didn't expect a new set for launch. I thought we would just launched the new set i thought maybe we'd get like i don't know it's like like a couple of extra cards to round the set out but i mean this this is a brand new set (laughs) so i'm excited i don't think anybody knows what the new region is uh i don't think it's been spoiled yet we do have card spoilers which we'll get to later on in the show but uh yeah we still got that new region there's so many in the league of legends lore so i'm looking forward to that but before we get to the new stuff we have to first establish what's going on in the present in this uh meta update um so there actually hasn't been that many changes uh in terms of uh new cards being added or new decks being added into the meta um but there's been a sort of i guess shifting around with people getting i guess more comfortable playing against uh other stuff and stuff countering stuff specifically uh so let's just get into it first up in the s tier karina control uh so what about you rob i think you have some experience with karina control yeah, this, this is the deck that I've been really grinding the last little bit. And uh, the first thing I want to say is that if you are if you need a deck that will complete your uh, weekly or daily quests or whatever, uh, this is the deck to do it. Uh, it pretty much, I think like 80% of the quests you do, uh, this deck fulfills those requirements, uh, which is amusing me. So if, if you're literally just like, oh, I'm going to play the couple games just to get the quest, this is definitely a good deck for that. Another thing is... It, it has finally proven my point that uh, a lot of people don't know how to play this game mm. or how to play card games. Excellent. Because uh, playing this deck, it's it's so easy. Yeah. Like because I know what I'm doing, I just I just wait and like there's people aren't tricky, is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, I know I'm I'm, I'm just like gold one or whatever, but. Like honestly, like I'd expect people to be able to play around what I'm trying to do, but no, they they a lot of the times they just make these like moves that are just oh I'm brainlessly playing this card because it make kind of makes sense here, and then you then you then you punish them really uh, terribly for it. Um, yeah, so I mean I mean that that's the big thing about this deck is once you learn how to run it, you're a lot of people either don't expect it, and then when they I think honestly until people play it themselves, they don't understand it. And I, and maybe at higher ranks, that's probably the case that like all the people understand all the decks. So it's a little different, but like at my rank, unless you run the deck yourself, 
uh you really don't understand how to play it and then the mirror i finally had a mirror matchup in this game like the pretty much the exact same deck karina control against karina control mm. and i was able to win it handily and so uh i keep you know i keep pumping up my ego essentially with this deck excellent i mean at, at the end of the day what more could you really ask for have you noticed that the matchmaking i think tries to pull away the mirrors i feel like i never get mirrors even when i'm playing like I, top meta decks or whatever yeah i don't i don't think there's we've talked about this before but i don't think in our ranks there's especially that many people actually playing the meta decks per se okay um and if they are then that smaller amount of people are then split up into everyone's playing such that the decks they can play so like let's just say there's five six viable decks they're playing everyone has only one you know one of those six decks essentially <laughs> so that's why i think there's less mirrors because a lot of people are able to just craft one top tier deck. Yeah, no, I, I guess yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Um, but Karina Control, yeah, at the top currently, uh, I guess it's a pub stomper in the ranks that we're at. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> check it out. I think it's pretty cheap too. I mean, it only has a lease. I think the most expensive stuff is the uh, the titular Karina Veraza herself. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, fun control deck. Uh, next up, we have Spooky Karma. We've talked plenty about this. Uh, the one after that, Mid Range Bannerman. Also talked about it a bunch. Then Spider Aggro, which we've also discussed, but that's where the uh, S tier, quote unquote, ranks end. And there has been one notable, uh, I guess, exclusion from the list, which we have been uh, calling, I guess, every for the last every week that we've done this segment, which has now been relegated to A tier. Kinko Elusives is now no longer S tier. Big news. Stop the presses. Um I think it makes sense at this point, honestly. I don't know if it's like the thing that I keep bringing up where people are just bored of playing the same deck, but I think it's more of there's just a lot more tools and a lot of the stats have been tuned in such a way and people have sort of like figured out how to play around it that it's not as much of a threat. Have you uh, encountered any elusive decks? I've encountered some, but yeah, I'll say right now, if I'm if you're playing Karina Control or, or any more controlling deck, you all of a sudden realize, oh wait, I have like a million options to actually deal with this, as opposed to, you know, running your rudimentary decks that that kind of try to push board or, or try to do some other things. Like with con- these typical control decks, you can actually clear and single target things that are going to just uh, usually take you out, right? So you can kind of get rid of them quite easily. That's why I think this has become less popular. Yeah, no, it makes total sense to me. And I mean, honestly, good, good riddance. I mean, it was such a, it was such a plague. We talked about like rebalancing the keyword and like all, you know, different kinds of things that you could do. And I mean, this, I think this is best case scenario where it's not necessarily the deck was affected. any way. sure it got some tunings early on, but it, it's, it's a matter of not necessarily, I guess, nerfing the top thing, but sort of bringing everything else up a bit to combat it which i i'm pretty sure that's the best way to balance a card game in like like a digital mm-hmm. card game where you can do that i do what do you think yeah yeah i think i think honestly I, the game is is still even with the card set that we have before like all these new cards come out is still so in its infancy that like over tuning balance just doesn't make sense to me anyway you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it it just feels like like the game needs to naturally evolve and it it has <laughs> exactly and i guess speaking of evolving uh there was a patch recently which we which we can talk about also um i think this is going to be the last patch uh this patch was on the 14th of april uh 2020 i believe this is probably going to be the last patch before the launch patch itself um mm-hmm. yeah cuz i think they've been doing them every uh two weeks so far so the next one would be it would be the 30th it would be launch um so yeah let's just get into it uh they did some tuning on expeditions i think they talked about i haven't personally been playing expeditions that much i think honestly constructed has been enough for me i've never felt like i, I needed something more how, how, how about you have you played any expeditions recently i've if, if I, especially with this new cards like coming out i'm sure i will play more expeditions but i, I kind of take them as like i'll play them to kind of get more cards faster that's that's the way i take it okay that's totally fair uh yeah so let's just get into it uh draven first up the level up now says i've struck with two total spinning axes so this is a change from the previous which is i've struck twice with the spinning axe um so now he has to 
in order to level up the assist strike with two axes at the same time instead of i think two just total over the course of the game and one thing that i found interesting i mean it's a it's a i guess a it's an interesting change i think it makes it a little bit harder from what i believe um but i mean draven was played already so maybe perhaps that that is to tune that down a little bit uh, but one quote is draven's overall play rate and satisfaction around his kit are on the lower end that we'd like uh which i i i gotta wonder how do they quantify status player satisfaction when playing a card it just like draven just didn't seem like a very useful hero honestly like it there's there's if i was trying to create a deck like draven just doesn't feel like a card i'd want to include i think this is this is why they keep kind of tuning him yeah i believe yeah i believe he has like some sort of i don't want to say fringe because i think i've seen him like a little bit more than that in some sort of noxus aggro decks but uh i don't i don't know i'm interested to see if this change has any impact it's certainly if it is i'm probably just harping on the, the the satisfaction word that they use there but if if I mean, I guess, I guess if a card I, I don't is... feel, you know what? I don't feel any satisfaction. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can't get, no. Of course. Uh, a... I guess, okay. Well, just based off of our anecdotal evidence, I've also, uh, I don't know what the times I've played Draven, I felt, I think, equal satisfaction uh, amongst all the other cards in the deck, but I guess, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Uh, Katarina, the old text used to read level up. I've struck once. And when I level up, recall me, the new set, the new text says play, create a fleeting blades edge in hand level up. I've struck once when I level up, recall me. Uh, so it's the exact same and bleeding. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I should have had this up. Uh, bleeding. Oh, blades edge. I think it gains, uh, it gives you, yeah, deal one to anything. Yeah, it's a one mana fast spell, deal one to anything. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. it's the spell that Katarina gets if she is a, uh, oh no, that's Katarina's Death Lotus. Okay. Um, so it's basically just yeah, yeah, one okay. mana. It's just a one mana ping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a better change. Uh, I think this is. I, I Okay, it creates, it creates another card in your hand. Um, the other effect is the same. So it's just, uh, like a, like an objectively better thing. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like have really much to say about it. It just, it's a nice little change, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, totally agree. Um, I don't think there's anything in this game that like, uh, triggers if you play a spell or something like that. So maybe this would be a little bit better than that, but yeah, I don't think there's much to say. It's a better change. I, honestly, from what I, what I see from a lot of these is they're trying to make more competitive viable decks. So if they feel like champions aren't being used in the more competitive level. They're kind of buffing them. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Um, next up, that exact uh, philosophy, Yasuo, his health got increased by one from his uh, level one and level two version. Uh, Yasuo has been the... I guess it's turned into a bit of a meme in the community where people try and make a deck that you keep saying this, but honestly, I guess like control, current control. I feel like sometimes this deck just pops off. I went, no, I I'll admit when it's successful, it's very successful, but I think a lot of, I think it's very inconsistent. And for that specific Mm -hmm. reason, people kind of harp on it a little bit. You either get like your, your Yasuo up and you're just like destroying everything Mm -hmm. or you just kind of lose like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe the, yeah. I don't know if one extra health is enough to fix him. I guess he's now outside of drain range at level one, which I, I mean, that's, that's something for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, I, I like these kinds of changes where it's just like a small tuning instead of like a giant overhaul or something like that. Um, so Can I just get like a Yasuo card that like at 10 mana, you play this like card and he just like hits his sword and cuts through every card in the game or something like i want yasuo to just like pop off and do like the whole ninja samurai craziness with us you know what i mean it would, it would turn him to be much like he is in league of legends so i guess that would pretty fulfill, much yeah fulfill the champion fantasy there well, no, but i like i want i want that visual of just like 10 different things being cut up by yasuo yeah yeah so it closes his eyes and just strikes everything you know i mean i don't know when he when he gets off like his his level up and you play the like every every 
but a stun card. I don't remember what it is. I mean, he mm. does. I mean, he does just deal five to everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, next up, Callista. Uh, level up gone from I've seen four allies die to I've seen three allies die. Uh, this is a pain. Is it a pain? <laughs> Sorry, I played against it. Really, it actually is not a pain. It doesn't <clears throat> matter at all. Mm. But it's a pain, as in I saw it today and it annoyed me. <laughs> all right. Well, I feel like you're going to see uh, it probably a little bit more. Um, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting quote here. While we've seen Callista's play rate skyrocket since her update last balance patch, we've observed that her power level is still a tad low. We expected this might be the case. We want to initially focus on gameplay dreams uh, when reworking champions, so we're making a pre-planned follow-up change to make her level up more consistently attainable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I don't like whenever I play a uh, champion, I don't expect i don't always expect them to level up i guess the way riot's trying to bounce the champions is they want if you're putting them in the deck you're going to be leveling them up during the game Mm -hmm. which i always i don't know when i always play a champion i just play it for the stats and the effect that it has obviously if it's something like fiora or if it's something like garen um you know the the effect is probably going to happen and it is very threatening but I don't know. Do do you do you have any thoughts on sort of champion cards and leveling up? Like the fact that you need to level them up in order for it to. Well, the the fact that I guess they're trying to push that the, you want every champion if you're playing it, they should be leveling up at some point during the game. That yeah, no, a hundred percent. Because like a three mana four three is just a decent card that doesn't do much, right? Um. Yeah. No. The. Le- I mean, even the level me- mechanic though, it just it, the idea is your card. The level, the idea of the level up is like, let's make this champion actually something that's uh, something to, that needs to be contended with, with immediately, as opposed to if it's not leveled up, you can kind of just treat it like any other minion. That's usually how I feel a lot of these champions play. That's fair. Okay, I think yeah, I think that's a that's probably a good way of looking at it. Uh, next up, Laurent Duelist, um, three mana four two. If you don't know what it does, uh, when it play when you play it, you can give an ally a challenger this round. So it's sort of a uh like you 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 play it to give another unit challenger instead of having challenger itself um its mm-hmm. power went from three to four uh i've never personally seen this played um i haven't since the- see this feels like they didn't want to put up the health because that would actually make it more threatening mm-hmm. if it could survive but doing a four two it's like any two one minion or follower could just get rid of it yeah I get, so it doesn't matter that much, I think. Yeah, I think I think it's a decent change. Uh, again, just like a stat bump is usually, I, it it should be enough most of the time instead of just completely reworking the card. So yeah, I think it's decent. Uh, next up, <clears throat> Vanguard Bannerman. Uh, this is a card that we've talked about uh, plenty. The old text said Allegiance grant all allies plus one plus one, and the new text says Allegiance grant other allies plus one plus one. Uh, I think this is a good way of tuning Bannerman. It doesn't really. Uh, remove the impact that he has when he plays and it doesn't really gut him enough that i think it's like oh okay no get him out of uh get him out of mid-range bannerman or whatever i think it's still i think the card is still pretty good uh yeah the guard the card definitely is still good especially if you're just playing essentially uh what's the word uh <laughs> Curve Terra, I guess. Oh yeah, Curve Terra. Oh, okay. oh, that's nice. That might be the first time that phrase has been coined. Curve Terra, Legends of Curve. Curve Terra. That's the name of this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Got to put that TM at the end. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Pen, panic, pen, panic, pen, pen. Um, yeah, Vanguard Bannerman. Pretty good change. Uh, next up, Blood for Blood. Blood for Blood is a two mana fast spell on Noxus. Uh, deal one to an allied follower. If it survives, create a copy of it in hand. Its cost got reduced. It was previously three. Oh, I'm excited about this. It is now I two. Can, uh, I can play around with this deck. <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna? What are you planning on putting in the Crimson decks? I've been. I, 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 yes. I played around with before. This definitely helps with that. Excellent. Yeah, it's been ineffective even in Battle Scars decks, and cost reduction should help me move into a more usable state. Yeah, for sure. Uh, two mana is a re- very reasonable cost for that effect. Uh, next up, Cato the Arm. Uh, he is a five mana five four Noxian uh, follower with support. Give my supported ally plus three plus O and overwhelm this round. Uh, his health got re- increased from three to four. Don't think I've ever seen him played before. I don't think I've actually ever seen this card. Yeah, <laughs> in my life. I know he has like some sort of story in the art with like another character that's another follower, but that's that's the only reason I I think I've been made aware of this card before, but. 
I mean, hey, that's again another stat change, just sort of buff doing that thing we were talking about earlier, where they're sort of, I guess, instead of nerfing the OP stuff, you sort of raise everything else up. So, yeah, good change. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll see it. Next up, Avaros and Trapper, uh, a three mana three three that reads uh, three mana three three fell Yordian follower that reads when I'm summoned, create an enraged yeti enraged yeti in the top three cards of your deck. The health got increased from two to three, and the power also got increased from two to three. Yeah, honestly, because I, I, I was playing around with the Yeti decks earlier, having a, this card as a 2-2 is just such a dead card at times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel very good, so this makes it a little better. It's good. It's a delicate balance, I find, with these kinds of effects where they want to... Obviously, you want the stats to be low so that because it's, you know, it's summoning, it's generating an advantage elsewhere. Um, but then there was like uh, that card that created the two mushroom clouds that was just a four mana four four and you played it and the effect was obviously good. You played it for the effect, but then it was just also a four mana four four. Um, I think a three mana three three is much more manageable um, for this kind of effect. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, a good change. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see it in Yeti decks. Maybe Yeti will be more represented in the next set too. Maybe that's hinting at that. No, who knows? Uh, next okay. up, Starlit Seer. It's a two mana, two two for Eljordian Follower. Yeah. Uh, one more health. We can. <laughs> okay, you see, two more health. Yeah, uh, Wiring Stones. I think everybody has seen this card. Uh, health got increased from three to four. I think that's pretty good. I think the reason people. You know what's weird about this card? Like it's supposed to be a ramp, but obviously they don't want ramp to become uh, oppressive, right? That's so they true. don't ever want they don't ever want mana to like really start like where you really start running your opponent. So you have the card like this, which gives you one mana ahead. But with the way um, spells work, like I just don't feel the idea of traditional ramp is there. You know what I mean? Which is fine, honestly. Like we don't we don't necessarily need that. I. That's why I feel like this card, like this 04 that gives you one extra mana is just, I mean, it's like a, it's like a blocker, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's interesting. I mean, they even, they even mentioned it in the little blurb that says currently we're observing most big frail your decks for goal ramp completely or playing only catalyst of eons. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just not in this game. It, it's not as wa wasting a turn, basically setting up is not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, usually it's, not worth it. And it doesn't like, if this was like, you get a mana every turn, you know what I mean? So you mm -hmm. can actually really ramp, then it, it makes sense. But right now, it's like this is not ramp in my eyes. It's it's like it's a every turn you have one extra mana, but that that doesn't the difference between six and five mana is just not big enough to actually affect the game. And having one dead turn uh, to lose tempo is just not helpful either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, will this change make it more included in more decks? I don't think so personally, no. uh, but Hey, I mean, it, uh, you know, it's a change of change. Maybe they'll revisit ramp as an archetype in the future. Maybe they'll, they'll tackle it a little bit more mm -hmm. differently than that. Uh, shitty character as uh, a card that transforms into a follower. When you play it, um, it was a one, one. Um, now it is a one, three. I think that makes sense. One, one is a lot. I mean, obviously one health is easier to get rid of than three, three, you'll have to commit a lot more, but so, you can get rid of it before it transforms. Um, I believe so. Yeah, I think that's the. Okay. Yeah, I... that's why they make this change because then otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, you have to commit a drain or something to it now instead of just uh, the 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 Katarina card uh, blades mm -hmm. blades edge. Um, next up, Frenzied Skitter. This is a card that we've seen, I think everybody's seen plenty of it. Uh, three mana, three, two, that gives other spiders three uh, plus one plus zero, oh, and enemies minus one, minus zero. Oh. Um, used to be a three, three. Now is a three, two. I think this is a decent effect. I think this card's basically not to include. I feel like in every Shadow Isles deck, I've seen just like everything from control to aggro. Yeah, to... like it's interesting because at least in the Karina version that I'm running, it's you like this card is irrelevant. Like, its effect is nice or not nice, but, like, your goal is not to use this card to win the game. So, really, like, whether it could have, it could be a 1 1 and it still fulfill its goal in that deck. Um, if you are trying to push, though, if you're, if you're aggroing, then I could see this being, like, a way to make it a little, 
a little easier to deal with the aggro coming from Shadow Isles. Yeah. Most of the time I feel it, I feel like it's super free. It just, I guess, negates the next uh, opponent's attack, basically. Um, very. Rare. Yeah, I know. Like, the effect is is bigger sometimes than the actual card itself. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I I never, I very rarely use it on the attack offensive. I think I mostly ever use it on the defensive, but I, this is, I think it was a good tune option for it, and yeah, I mean, Shadow Isles is still very strong. Mm-hmm. Probably will still remain very strong even after this. Oh, 100%. Um, so yeah, that's it for the card changes. Uh, the rest of the list is just they're cleaning up some clarity and wordage on um, a couple of cards, uh, just I guess to make them more read, because there is actually some inconsistencies. There always is with digital card games, but they can fix them very easily. Um, they mentioned that Ezreal and Karma are on the watch list. Ezreal is actually, uh, I think, a bit of a hot-button issue of late where people say that the card is very oppressive and sort of uh i I guess people aren't necessarily as comfortable with alternate win cons essentially yeah i think i think that's always a big thing that people will get tired of card games where there is this one type of win condition that is so different and so um like you either get it or you don't you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm like there's a certain point in the game where Ezreal just gets to a point where you're like, oh, I guess I've lost, you know, and it's uh, that 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 is really tough to kind of kind of contend with, I guess. Yeah, it's something that you sort of have to be aware and playing around at all points in the game instead of just when it's in front of you, like say a few aura. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know what this it might. I don't. I mean, listen. Ever since I started running control, those fear is no longer a problem. You know. And fair <laughs> enough. No, there's. I mean, hey, there's there's counterplay to everything. And I mean, Ezreal's clearly not that oppressive. He's not. I don't. He doesn't just win every single game. But I mean, sure. I, I think it's just regular community gripes. You know, people sort of lose to something they don't really understand, or it's, it's the fear of the unknown. That's all it is. It's just people. People just don't understand it, and that's why they they want it cut or something like that. No, no. I mean, but it, like. Uh, this goes back to once again like people at this, the, there's always that conflict between competitive viability and the ability to have fun yeah and like if you're playing an ezreal deck and you're trying to create like some homebrews like you're not gonna have fun you know what i mean like you you can't actually tell if your deck is good because you're like well it's not good against this ezreal deck but is it good against the other 80 percent of the decks you know yeah and i think i think that's one thing why people get annoyed with it because it's like it's so different to build around an Ezreal or to count an Ezreal deck than is to counter most of the decks in this game. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I totally completely agree. Um, speaking of stuff that's annoying, if you thought Ezreal was annoying, well, wait till you hear about these brand new card spoilers that we got. I'm excited. This, this is great. Yeah, we haven't, I mean, we never got to, I wasn't really, around, I mean, I was sort of around during spoiler season, but you never really know. I like, I couldn't evaluate the cards until I actually started playing the game. And now that we have the game in our hands, we can evaluate new card spoilers properly. Uh, So we're going to do this in chronological order of the order that I believe I remember that they were revealed in. So first up, we have Quinn. Um, Quinn, level up, or the uh, the champion, is a 5-mana 3-4 with Scout. When I'm summoned, summon Valor. And the level up is condition is when I've seen you attack four times. So what is Scout? Scout, the first time... Only scout units attack each round, ready your attack. Basically, the first, if you initiate an attack with only scout units, you will get a free rally token, meaning that you can then attack again with non-scout units and scout mm. units as well. So I guess, though, I think that it's a little bit confusing, and I noticed a lot of people were confused when this was first revealed, but think of it how a scout functions, I guess, on a battlefield. There would be going out first and sort of surveying first they would be attacking alone um and then later there would be the i guess for reward of scouting there would be like the full attack uh coming later um what 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 immediately sticks out for this keyword for you uh one is the ability to play with um initiative i guess for a lack of a better term like where because i imagine you're going to scout and then the opponent has a turn Yes, I believe And so. then you can actually attack. Yeah. So if you are unsure, if if you might be, like, for instance, if let's just say you, you have a clear or a magic spell you want to use, um, but you want to make sure the opponent does something so they have less mana, so they have less likelihood to counter what you're doing, you can kind of try to bait things out with this this keyword. So I like in that, that that's the first thing that kind of pops into my head. Okay. 
Um, so Quinn as a champion, uh, she summons Valor. Valor is a two mana two one with challenger and the scout keyword. Um, so, I mean, that's five, basically five. So you're, you're summoning five, five worth of power onto the board for five. So I guess that lines mm -hmm. up correctly. Uh, challenger on Valor is really nice. Uh, I mean, I don't think she's designed to really stick around after the first attack, um, or anything like that, but. I think it's pretty solid. And so when you... You have a scout for your scout before you have actual Quinn. Yes, yeah. And then actual Quinn, which is the level two version, uh, attack, summon Valor. Uh, summon Valor, challenging the strongest enemy. Ooh, I like that. That's a Yeah, that's a cool way sort of just get, I guess, chump. Uh, you know, Valor is definitely this... This bird is just sacrificing itself yeah, for Quinn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that fits, or, that fits in with the... I'm trying to remember, isn't Quinn and Valor both the same? I don't know. I don't remember the lore on this one. She doesn't. In League of Legends, Quinn turns into Valor, but I think they sort of, like, yeah. tag in, tag out. I don't know if it's a, a an exact turn into situation. Um, but... The, the so, so if, you know, honestly, from a lore perspective, uh, Valor should be epithermal. All right, all right. I, whatever whatever floats your boat <laughs> uh it's sort of like a chump i don't know what i don't know how would you say it's it's not a chump block it is a chump block because a chump block is it, used it, and you're getting you're getting rid of the uh biggest like the scariest enemy uh follower yeah. just so you can attack with the rest of your followers without being worried about that one big one if if scout ends up being a solely and i mean all the cards they revealed were demacian uh cards like this is a very demacian keyword i think personally mm -hmm. like it has all to do with attacking and i mean it gets you free i guess it doesn't really get you free rallies but it basically gives you a free attack with the the scouting unit so i yeah yeah, yeah but I, I don't think scout is going to be oppressive aggressively that much like it could be like don't get me wrong but I think more than anything, you'll be able to get in like a little bit of chip damage and, and kind of, uh, it kind of set up a bigger attack later in the turn, essentially. Yeah, which totally fits the flavor of what scouting is, and I think they're probably going to be tuning down, or the scout units themselves are probably going to be tuned a little bit less because technically they have uh, effective double strike because they're going to be attacking twice during a turn. So, uh, yeah, great keyword. I I like it. I really like it. Um, so the cards that were spoiled with it, uh, a three mana tutu called Green Fang Warden, uh, Demacian follower with barrier and scout. Uh, so, I mean, well, that's, a, that's like, that feels like very much a scout where you can just throw them with a barrier. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, wait, is that barrier or is that toughness? I have forgotten. And that looks like toughness to me. Yes. Yes. I believe toughness because barrier is the, uh, it's a sort of more magical looking. Okay. Uh, yeah okay but yeah no i totally agreed if it and it's an elite too so i mean hey put it in your uh put it in your bannerman decks um yeah but next up and this card is the one that i think got everyone probably excited the most perhaps even more than quinn uh grizzled ranger a four mana four one follower uh with scout with last breath summon a lawyer loyal badger bear and a loyal badger bear is a vanilla four four Honestly, more than anything, I really like the art. The art, these. yeah, it looks really smooth. The fur looks very nice and like flowy, and it's like, yeah, no, it's definitely a great art style. But I'm pretty sure people lost their minds when this was first revealed. I don't know if like since we've sort of, I, I guess the notions have calmed down. But I, I mean, it's a four mana four one with scout that'll get destroyed really quickly. It's gonna attack quickly and get destroyed by one one, or you're gonna clear it. And then, so essentially, you're gonna do a four mana four four is what's really gonna. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you get it. I mean, you get the free hit, and if scout, I mean, if you can, you do get the free hit. Yeah, if you can protect the grizzled ranger, like if you can put a barrier on it. I mean, I guess that's investing a little bit more into it. I'd... No, I it's not. You you just throw it out. Um, I don't. It can look like it's overstated, but I don't think it is. Like, cause it here's the thing at four mana there's there's a lot of other stuff that you could be doing um hmm. you could be bannermaning i guess this is sustain yeah this is a lot of sustain maybe that's the big thing right is that like ultimately you're getting a four four on the board and you'll be able but you can kind of like throw out this scout and just like either it gets four damage hit yeah yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah i 
I think it's I think it's still I think it's pretty good. I perhaps it's not like the yeah. most OP thing ever. If you can get it, if you're playing it on curve, it's probably not. I mean, it's probably decent, but if you, can I think it definitely it. has to be played on curve. Okay. I think playing this not on curve is actually significantly worse. Okay. All right. How, how so? Because the, the, this sets up the next turn to, to, for you to be ahead on board. Like this is a tempo card. I think ultimately is I what see. I'm trying to say, and I might be wrong, but. I feel like this is a. I built up the board one, two, three. I'm gonna play this four. Hopefully, we have a big attack that they have to deal with, and then turn five, I have this four, four on the board afterward, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I'm probably. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be putting into uh, my Bannerman deck when it comes out, just to like play with. It's gonna the be a lot of fun word. playing yeah. around these decks, regardless. I could be completely wrong about that as well. We'll see. We'll see how it kind of plays out. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, the next up in the final scout card that was revealed, uh, Demacian Great Horn Companion, five mana four four, or five mana four five with Scout. Uh, yep, yeah, just a vanilla creature, a little bit higher on the curve end than Green Flag Warden. Um, I don't. I don't think there's much to say here. I mean, yeah, not, not much more. Just yeah, st- yeah, Stantline seems decent, I guess. All right, let's move forward in time to Malachi, uh, the Shadow Isles card that was revealed. Uh, Malachi is a four mana one four champion that reads: the first time you play another ally each round, toss two and summon a sapling. The keyword toss is obliterate X non-champion cards from the bottom of your deck. And a sapling is a one mana two one ephemeral unit with uh, challenger, uh, with challenger, yeah, and ephemeral, obviously. Uh, so, so wait, toss you keyword. get rid of your own cards? Yeah. So the I guess the logic is your sort of deck is now another resource, and it's enabling you to play these. I guess a little little bit. Uh, so you're trying to get to Ezreal, you can get there faster. <laughs> yeah, it's either it's it's thinning your deck for champions, or if it's using cards. Because I mean, we, we talked about this, I think too, that you never go through your deck during a game, no. um, anyways. So this is sort of this is doing, I guess, both thinning and, uh, I guess, enabling more value in the stuff that you play. Uh, so the leveled up condition is when your units have died or your cards have been tossed 25 times this game, which is a great, great line of text that I can read on a card. Uh, and that levels up Maokai into a 2-5 with regeneration. Oh, okay. Well, this makes a lot more sense. You're, you're destroying your whole deck just to destroy the opponent's deck. Yes. Yeah. When I level up, obliterate the enemy deck, leaving four non-champions. Uh, and then round start, summon a sapling. Uh, oh my goodness. So this is like... It doesn't matter what deck I'm playing against. I just have to get here. Exactly. Yeah. This is essentially this is essentially the uh, what's it called? Uh, Exodia. Yeah. This. I guess this is. I guess Maokai is the closest like, we're gonna get to Exodia in this game. Wait. Here, here's a question: When I level up, obliterate the enemy deck, leaving four non-champions. So they have four followers, or or like let's just say spells, yeah. and the game just ends. <laughs> I believe so. I think yeah, I think that's how it that works. This card is going to cause a lot of ties. 25 <laughs> times I mean 25 the tossing 25 times you have to attack with Mac. I mean there's a lot of cards that toss that um we're going to be talking about. I guess let's talk about his I believe this is his spell that uh the champion the spells champ the champion that turns into the spell if you have a champion already in play uh sap magic it's a three mana burst spell that says toss three heal allies three i mean that's that's pretty good i think yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. includes yeah. yourself i believe uh also in in allies it's just like everything on your side um and then you get you get to toss three which i guess is cool uh yeah i guess let's just move along uh it, it's gonna I, I honestly like i can say for all these cards essentially this is going to make the game a lot faster, but it's also going to allow you to get through the whole deck. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how this it's turns cool out. Cool effect. Hopefully there's a neat animation. Actually, we've already seen the animation in the videos for it. Um, Thorny Toad, 2-mana, 1-4, Last Breath, Toss 2, and Heal your Nexus 2. So this seems to be a lot of... Uh, I'm noticing in the, just Survival. looking ahead. Yeah, it's a lot of sustain also. Just a lot of like healing going on. Um... Yeah, seems cool. Turning Toad seems like a decent card. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like, I mean, it's it's a, I, it's a toss. You know card. what? I really like it because it's counter aggro essentially. That's like true. A one four is very much against aggro decks. I guess in this kind of deck, you kind of are just trying to hold the line since aggro is not your primary strat. Um, 
and actually i mean but i could run this in like other decks honestly just as a one-off if you're able to heal your nexus two and you have a one four for two mana yeah fair enough yeah for sure uh speaking of healing i guess next up uh dead bloom wanderer a three mana three two with lifesteal that when he summoned toss three seems like a pretty good just general unit Uh, yeah the toss the toss is gonna be weird because it's gonna be like it's non-champion card so i guess i guess that's a good thing but it's it's gonna we don't know what's the drawback of tossing so many cards if you're not gonna uh, like be able to activate maokai yeah i perhaps there's gonna be some sort of more i i guess in the future probably not in this set they can have like a condition like if you've tossed so and so do so and so that could be uh, something that can give you another reason to run toss as a mechanic uh seven mana and the next up or finally seven mana four three overgrown snapvine when you summon a follower kill it to summon an overgrown snapvine mm-hmm. i think that's pretty good i think that's, that's pretty good yeah. that's almost like like a win condition and like uh if, if it's like a spider deck or something i mean you, you definitely have shadow owls in there already i don't know if you Maybe you run this as like a one of, I don't know. That's, I mean, a four, three, I guess, instead of a bunch of. Uh... That is to like, if you can have fodder or, or stuff that just kind of summons by itself, you're able to just keep using this. Yeah, I get it. The potential is also with Maokai's leveled up form round start, summon a sapling. All of a sudden round start, you're summoning a four, three. That is a lot of setup that you have to get through. Uh, but, and I mean, by the, by the time you've leveled up Maokai, you're, probably in a pretty good position uh you've set yourself up in already but i think it's i mean that's a cool card i like that just like replacing an effect you know maybe like a, a potential build around even maybe 100 100 yeah uh but yeah shadow isles toss maokai next up we have freljord uh sejuani six mana five six with overwhelm play give an enemy frostbite and vulnerable this round the keyword vulnerable says the enemy can challenge this unit, forcing it to block. So it is reverse challenger. You're basically putting it on the enemy. And for that one enemy, all of your units are essentially challenger, but just for that one enemy. Huh. What do you think of that? See, so but you make them frostbite. Uh, so you give, yeah, you give them frostbite. So they have zero attack. Um, but also, you have zero attack, and any one of your oh, units okay. Can so pull like, them it's in. like you can't damage anything with this one unit, but it can at least choose its target. Okay, it's it it's a way to like it's it's honestly I I like all these keywords because one they introduce so many of them, but they also like the way they interact is really interesting. Yeah, I think I think this I'm, honestly I'm surprised because I didn't really think about like the other. I I thought we've already like kind of sort of. I mean, I guess there's always like more keywords, but I don't. Know. I think vulnerable. No, really... they have been really creative. Yeah, and I don't know who's in charge of it, but the sheer amount of keywords they have invented that I feel are—it's not like they haven't been done before in card games per se, but like they're the way they're interacting, the way they're kind of coming up with their new versions of them, shall we say? I they've been really creative so far, and the fact they keep pumping like if this is a new set, like imagine a set down the line, how many keywords? Exactly, have, yeah, right? for sure. Uh, yeah, no, it totally it feels fresh. Yeah, it still feels new despite feeling like sort of familiar. I felt that especially with elusives. Uh, yeah, it, it sort of felt like kind of different, but kind of the same. Um, but mm-hmm. Sejuani, uh, level up condition when you've damaged the enemy nexus in five different rounds this game. It's kind of an interesting condition. Uh, she turns into a six seven with overwhelm. Uh, that reads, play, give an enemy frostbite and vulnerable this round. The first time I see you damage the enemy nexus each round, frostbite all enemies. Ooh. That's a that's a pretty big it's effect. It's probably going to be a combination with Ash, I guess. <laughs> I feel like damage the enemy nexus five different rounds, that's a, that's a, like, if that happens, you're probably winning. Or, like, on the <laughs> on the brink of death. I don't, I don't know. I, five different rounds seems like a lot. I, I think at some point this card game is going to have a lot more healing You're, or it's going to extend its uh, Nexus Elf. I wonder, is that true in card games? I'm just trying to think, like, have you have you played? You've probably played a couple of card games uh, from like the very start when, of their release and then like subsequent mm-hmm. sent releases. Have the games gotten longer over time? 
like Hearthstone, for example. The yeah, game. Hearthstone definitely got longer because a lot of the car like it's not necessarily health; it's just survivability becomes. I mean, and they temper down sometimes the ability to be like overly aggressive. Yeah. So I guess I guess in like Hearthstone went through a crazy iteration where all of a sudden everything was so aggro and like you're like oh my goodness and then it's like oh no this every game's now super long you know that's true and yeah. it's like how can i punish this really control deck so um i don't think either of those things are necessarily good i think there always has to be a balance totally fair and i mean also i guess as time goes on you have more tools depending on what format you're playing like for example like a format that includes every card versus a format that's rotating probably in the rotating one they'll curate it to be sort of oh i'm sure i'm sure that'll happen in this game eventually as well as they want to introduce new sets i think every card game goes through it where it's maybe not that'd be interesting well every i think like i'm we're so early in this card like i shouldn't even be talking about this but but like two years down the road right yeah the sheer amount of cards like sheer amount of keywords at some point they'll be like okay like let's get rid of these particular cards at least um yeah We'll, we'll see how we'll see. For sure. I don't think they've actually ever talked about it because, yeah, like you said, it is super early, but I mean, <laughs> it's way too early. There's going to be some sort of version of it. Um, but yeah, Sejuani. Uh, so some of the supporting cards that were revealed alongside her a Freljordian Ruthless Raider, a two mana three one with Overwhelm and Toughness. Seems solid. Uh, it seems like it kind of goes with the Ember Maiden that has deal one to everything. Like, I think, I think it'd be cool if the idea is to have all these cards that have one health one toughness and so you could have this like deal one to everything not killing them like there could be some scenario yeah interesting i don't know if toughness is the i believe it's a demacian mechanic i don't think it's on many failure cards but perhaps this is asking i I think sejuani is probably a a card that you would pair with demacia i just like to say that uh we were wrong earlier that was barrier. That was oh, that was barrier. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, that is a keyword. Yeah, toughness <laughs> is the toughness is the castle, and barrier is the shield. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then next up, you already said Ember Maiden, three mana, three two, deal one to everything. It's kind of a cool card. Uh, it it will do really well if you design your deck, if there or if there's decks that are designed around toughness. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah itself she survives you have to give herself toughness otherwise she just blows up after two turns oh it is dealing one to everything yeah. oh my goodness these are just reckless cards yes <laughs> reckless truly uh next up stormclaw ursine a five mana six six with overwhelm and other allies with plus five power have overwhelm oh pretty good now this is really interesting because you it, this could be a finisher and you could not have overwhelm cards in your deck you know what i mean that's actually true yeah i wonder how many it, mm-hmm. well how, how many cards actually that they're that are like huge i feel like most of the cards that are just big they usually have overwhelm on them am i am i wrong in that well so the crimson deck i was making okay okay that would end up having a whole bunch of five power cards because of the way the damage like gave them attack so imagine that and i just throw this down and now all of a sudden my 18 and one has overwhelm on it is that's pretty strong <laughs> is your is your crimson deck uh mono noxus right now or what, what is it oh it's noxus and uh the frailer oh for okay all right well, this is because all... they have the 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 like oh three that's and right. Two uh, four. That when they get damage, they get plus three attack. So like, imagine combining those with all of a sudden like, you know, these cards that have like ten attack are now overwhelmed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, there you go. Potentially five mana six six overwhelmed also seems uh, pretty solid on its own. I think like that's a pretty good stat line on a card. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have a rarity. I don't. Well, and you could even combine this with the, the if I may mention, the, the last card in this kind of preview, Fury of the North, uh, give an ally four, plus four, plus four this round. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's a this Overwhelm card. You give, like, a 1-1, one, one, plus four, plus four, and then you have two Overwhelm cards, you know? That card, like, uh, that card I mean, it's it's a format of Burst. Burst is, that kind of effect is pretty decent, actually. It's very strong, yeah. I actually think. Like, even, imagine this with, the, with something as simple as... Uh, um braum oh that's right (laughs) i mean it is is, i know it's this this round round, but like but like you can you can just give like that last little bit for braum anyway yeah 
Uh, but yeah, uh, Freljord gets a Juani and gets a new keyword. Uh, I, yeah, I think pretty decent keyword. I, it's, I think it's evergreen enough that it doesn't necessarily even have to be a set thing. I think you could just see it like in the future. It's a very, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll eventually be a spell that gives an enemy vulnerable. So it doesn't always necessarily have to be on Sichuani because so far it's on Sichuani. But I mean, hey, we don't even have all the cards from the set. Uh, next up, uh, actually got spoiled earlier today for us when we're recording this, uh, Noxus Swain, five mana, the master tactician, five mana, three, six champion with fearsome Nexus strike deal three to the enemy Nexus. Uh, so I, it's like basically a super version of those Noxus effects of those like little guys that deal damage even if they're blocked to the nexus um and then the level up condition is when we've done 12 non-combat damage this game because i i think the jokey is a sort of a russian commander and this is sort of a sort of i think a little bit of of a of a joke like communism and all that kind of stuff uh he levels up into a five mana (laughs) because they're not yeah because it levels up into a five mana four seven when we deal non-combat damage to the enemy nexus stun the strongest back row enemy wow okay that, all right yeah that's and the nexus strike deal three to all enemies i mean it i have no idea what i feel about this because like how is swain gonna get a nexus strike like you you should have already won the game before this happens it's fair uh i don't yeah, no, this, I mean, it seems really good. I mean, if he gets there, he gets really good. I, five mana, three, six with deal three and fearsome, I think is pretty solid. It's, you, you know what? It's a passive finisher. Like, if you can't deal with this card and this card's on the board, you just kind of lose. Yeah. If you have no cards to block fearsome, like, you're, you're done. Totally agree. Uh, I, I guess we'll just move along. We can return to it. Ravenous, uh, Ravenous Flock, uh, one mana fast spell that's deal four to a unit if it's damaged or stunned. I believe this is the champion spell card um mm-hmm. i think that's really good uh yeah if it's damaged i mean most most of the time i mean combine that with the uh ember maiden we saw earlier yeah yeah there's there's i mean i like those synergies there's a lot of them yeah and that's i mean on, on one mana deal for yeah that's yeah that's i think that that card definitely has a lot of potential uh next up noxian fever uh three mana fast spell deal three to an ally unit to deal three to anything so that that's another card that I mean that is that hmm. potential for your crimson deck there. Three's a lot. Three is a lot. Three's very much a lot. Uh, this this well, I guess it counts as non combat damage. So if you can sustain it, true. Or like once again, Brom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. That actually, yeah, that's a very true. That's like that can be an interesting combat or a combo with with regeneration feel, cards for sure. I feel like Noxus Fairy Lord is definitely seemed to have a lot of synergies. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Uh, next up, two mana, two three Imperial Demolitionist. Uh, play deal one to an ally unit to deal two to the enemy Nexus. That's kind of an interesting. Ooh. Well, imagine if you have another tough. I'm just saying. That's true. There you go. The more synergy for toughness right there um yeah it's an interesting effect i don't know if it's like none of the numbers on it excite me particular like the stat line or the 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 play effects i i it it just feels like more aggro fodder (laughs) yeah yeah it doesn't really i don't know if like i'm like if i'm building this kind of deck i'm gonna be like oh yeah imperial demolitionist slam in just three copies of i I probably would but it's it's a pure aggro noxus deck like you wouldn't even get swain because swain is too slow yeah uh next up city breaker uh is a four mana oh five follower with round start deal one to the enemy nexus it's kind of an interesting i think this is the first i've seen so many of cards like these in card games yeah like this version of the card and i always try to make a deck with it and i always laugh when i do because like the idea of this like passive never-ending doom that's just like befalling your nexus but what ends up happening is that it's just an 05 blocker. Yeah. It's like what what are they gonna do? They're gonna spend their their burn spells on it, they're gonna spend their drain on it. It's tw- I mean, in this game with 20 health, and I feel like 
the health goes down well, a lot faster. You need to have a very defensive minded deck, I think, for this to work. Like this wouldn't be in an aggro deck. This would be in like a deck that you're being passive anyway, so you might as well have this card that can help you defend a little bit and it puts a little bit of pressure on the opponent. Do you do you think it fits into this? I guess the whole point is that it's supposed to be part of this Swain deck where you're trying to win with non combat damage. Do you, do you think this is like a very easy include into that? Like I almost feel the Leviathan does this does it better than the City Breaker. Okay, let's get to the Leviathan because I think this is the card that everybody loves to talk about. Uh, eight mana, five eight. The Leviathan with Overwhelm. Play draw a Swain. Round start. Deal one to the enemy Nexus three times. So I think this is the first time that a card directly ref or directly just draws the unit into your hand. I think Draven's uh, biggest fan card so- puts it on top. Could you? Oh, right, because you can only use this way, essentially. Yeah. I almost want to say, like, a five eight deal essentially three damage to Nexus every round. Could be potentially used in different decks, not just Swain decks. Like it might be a little slow, but it might also have some interesting uses that I'm intrigued about that's fair i think the play effect is more of just i don't want to say flavor but because i you're not going to be you're not playing it like oh okay there's my there's my swain tutor like i think that's uh if, if you've gotten to the point and you've managed to cast it and that's true too. Yeah, it, yeah. i think it's just sort of like an extra effect and you might get chances are swains either already in play or you know you can support your board so you'll have a ravenous flock uh in your hand because swain's already in play um it's a cool card yeah i agree with you it might just be a win con win condition on its own even like you know swain regardless but i I like that i like this kind of effect where it's it's uh i i don't know people are always kind of scared i don't want to say scared but people are sort of i think design wise um they don't look very highly about cards that are only synergizing with one other card when they directly name it, because that's a very linear space. You want your, I think most designers want their card games to be very toolboxy and sort of everything can be working with everybody, everything else. So there's interesting problems to solve during deck building. But I think one or two of these directly referencing cards, I think that's fine. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, if you get to too many, then you're you're kind of like forcing people to only be able to use it with this, and it just doesn't feel as good. Yeah, so I think in this case, especially with like, I, I mean, it's a pretty big flavor one, like the Leviathan. I believe that's referenced, I think, a bit in Swain's lore. I from from what I remember, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've read through all of his like current rework lore, but it's cool. I, I yeah, it's awesome. Uh, hopefully, there's some sort of cool animation with it. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. So those are the four sets of spoilers that we have so far. Um, out of this, what, what, what did they say? 120 like 100, new cards. 120. That's insane. That's too bad. Like, it's too, almost too many. <laughs> We've covered... What six? We've covered like what six, eight, twenty-four. About yeah, we've covered like maybe like twenty-four. There's like a hundred more cards. I mean, these are probably chances are they're showing us the more exciting ones. So perhaps I know the rest are draft chaff or something like that. But uh, this <laughs> I, this seems pretty good. Huh? We haven't gone through all the regions yet, and there's still a whole new region that they haven't revealed what it is. Which I mean, that I this is why like I almost hate that there are. Like, don't get me wrong, I get, like, the point of having those meta decks and, like, websites and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we if we all just played this game in, in, in a, what's the word? In a vacuum? Yeah, in a vacuum. <laughs> uh, then I feel like we could enjoy it for six months as opposed to two. Yeah, you know? yeah. This seems... I mean, again, I didn't... I said this at the top. I didn't actually expect them to release a new set with launch. I, I thought... This set still has a lot going for it, personally, and I mean stuff. I think they heard Artifact 2.0, and they're like, "We got." Oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's gonna that's gonna change the whole gaming landscape. Of course, of course, that that makes total sense then. Um, But yeah, so those are the card spoilers. Uh, Was there anything else you wanted to get to? 
No, I think we're good. This has been a lot of info this episode. That's true. So. And I think I'm going to have to reread a lot of these cards over and over because I think, I don't know, some I, these new, I, I still don't know how to evaluate Scout. And, but I think, I think Vulnerable is a good one, though. I, I like that one. That one makes sense to me, like, instantly. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Yeah, no, 100%. That. Okay. And I think with that, as usual, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to help the show out, tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes. That actually does help us a lot. Um, any final are, are there any people we have to thank rob uh i'd like to thank paint for paint uh, thank you drying on our proverbial wall we will be watching you ever so I'll, I'll, yeah dry yes absolutely <laughs> uh awesome is there any any final wisdoms any man just enjoy yourselves man this this is the time you have probably a lot more time on your hands just just have fun enjoy enjoy these card games don't get a little don't get too serious about it have fun be creative all that awesome sounds good i gotta say couldn't have put it better myself uh we'll see you all next week have a good one bye oh actually uh two weeks two weeks we'll see you bi-weekly now we were changing it bi-weekly now boys bye bye